All right, next uh, well, album. That's fine. Benji is fine. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's worse music out there. <laughs> no, there's there is maybe isn't. less. <laughs> maybe there's not less irritating music out there, but there's worse music out there. Um, I would like to talk about Mac DeMarco's two records from this year. His record as Mac DeMarco, Salad Days, and uh, Home Shake, his sort of bedroom side project, uh, that record in the shower. Both garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, uh, this is this is uh, uh, a couple records that really appealed to my uh, my ween upbringing. Mm-hmm. That just uh, very odd, sluggish, druggy, you know, yeah. thick pop uh, space rock. You know, like just very thick, uh, dreamy, uh, uh, mushroomy, uh, lysergic. Any way you can describe sounding like taking drugs sonically that's what mac demarco's music sounds like what's his side project called again home shake home all shake. one word home shake you had played rec- me a, a song from this album earlier and i like it yeah and it um, it sounds like the pod era ween it's like very much just made in a bedroom uh that song was called uh making a fool of you you played this one for me earlier and i, and I liked it it's just, it's spacey, it's different. Oh, the ween presence is very heavy, but I'm not against that. You're right, it just sounds like drugs. But it's got that funky, that little jazzy funk to yeah. it. And that's what ween did so so well on their best work, was that it was... Very lo-fi and yeah. very bedroom, you know, project sounding. But they put in little traces of like space funk that they picked up from Prince or or a uh, little jazz. A song like Joppa Road, which is a totally a jazz uh, like quartet song. Uh, you can hear a little bit of that in this too. That sort of funk. It's got a little jazzy R and B ish. Oh yeah, to the, to the drugginess too. It's it's not like acid rock no you know? no it's, it's definitely not like that yeah it's you know it, it's it doesn't sound you could it's not you could like say, it's not like about drugs yeah no but no or you, you could say something like tame impala sounds like drug you know like yeah. drugs but this is very different like oh absolutely tame impala toes more along the lines of traditional acid rock mm-hmm. like 70s big big rock and roll band this is like you know a guy in his bedroom spaced out you know, playing what he's dreaming about. Yep. I said this would not be out of place if you walked into a head shop. Oh, and yeah. it was on, like, the overhead. It's like speakers. listening to music through a fisheye lens. <laughs> That's, that is kind of what it sounds like. So, yeah, uh, Mac DeMarco, uh, those are his two projects. Uh, uh, his his uh, solo stuff as Mac DeMarco. M-A-C, DeMarco. You want to play something from that, too? Uh, I haven't heard Salad Days yet. I haven't listened to it. Uh, play um, uh, Passing Out the Pieces is probably, like, the okay. biggest uh, single off the record. So you can tell already just very different sounding from... More of a band. Yeah. Definite less funk more of a traditional uh, indie rock or indie pop sound. Yeah. Watching my life, dancing right in front of my 
But really listenable dreamy pop music. Oh, absolutely. Very cool. And again, just kind of tuned down. It'll, you'll see a running uh, trend in the in the indie indie rock I like is that I like stuff that's a little bit more frayed along the edges, mm-hmm. as opposed to you know your Vampire Weekends and your really clean spoon. very clean produced like the Spoon yeah. record. I really like this yeah. year. I think it's a very good record. It's got a couple really cool singles on it, but it's just very as with every Spoon record, it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. It's just very smooth yeah. and high production and like. I mean, everything is like meticulously, you know, uh, designed in, mm-hmm. in the soundscape. And with Mac, he lets things play a little <laughs> bit more free and loose and parquet courts, yep. you know, very fuzzy and, and free and loose. So that's something I really appreciate. Mac DeMarco certainly does that. Well, staying in the vein of kind of lo-fi, um, fuzzed out music but something a little more aggressive i'll go with my next album on my list from this year is ice age plowing into the field of love okay see i have not listened to this you have not listened to this record i really like i was really surprised how much i like this record because this is not generally the music i listen to like kind of loud rock um very distorted um it's there's just i i don't know there's something about it i really like and like the Lord's Favorite is probably my favorite song on this album. And this doesn't sound a ton like the rest of the album, to be honest, but this is very, uh... It's got almost like a, uh... Not like rockabilly, but like, it's got a different, like... Twang or something. Yeah. Brit Invasion sound. It's got yes. Like a, I mean, yes. It's a, it sounds like uh, music that would be on a Wes Anderson soundtrack, but yes. made in modern modern recording techniques. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit. And they are from uh, they're Denmark actually, like yeah. Danish. But this is really cool. I I really dig this album. Uh, this is my favorite song from it. They went with like a different sound than their previous albums, and it really it totally worked. Um, I would definitely check that out. Yeah, this is a it's a cool sounding record. Abundant Living is another one I really like on it. It's just a different sound. Um, it's like kind of like a wall. I don't I don't know how to describe it. It's like a wall of sound. Sometimes you're hearing so much. It's very big. Yeah. And it's you know recorded. There's a lot of reverb. It's mm-hmm. a lot, it's a very like recorded very big and open. Yep. And this is their sound. this is their third album. I've been listening to them since their first album, since 2011. Um, but this is probably my favorite album of theirs so far. Just really dig it. Yeah, um, it's, and it's got a lot of uh, you know that sort of uh, you know late 60s rock attitude to that the Rolling Stones uh, you know cockwalk attitude. De- definitely, and I don't think like a lot of people are doing that anymore. It's kind of a no. It kind of came and went with the Strokes. Yes, it did. <laughs> This, actually, yeah, the Strokes are the last people like I can think that really did that kind of yeah. front man, very cocky, um, but yet you buy it somehow. Cool, just like trying to sound they, cool. Yeah, because they're cool. Yeah, that's the thing. So that is... That uh, kind of leather jacket rock and roll that Ice Age is will always be cool, though. There are always like, people doing it right. Like Crocodiles is a band like that, uh, I guess, that is, isn't super famous right now, but has a similar type of sound. Just like a you know a a garage rock Brit invasion mm-hmm. uh, you know jangly 
uh, rock and roll. Uh, who else? Uh, Delta Spirit is always kind of doing something like that too. So there are like moderately successful sort of indie rock bands that are yeah. playing that leather jacket rock and roll, you know, sound. But uh, and then you get some people who are doing that that I just don't really care, like the Black Keys yeah. anymore. That's that's more just blues rock, which yeah. isn't quite the same as the jangly Brit, eh. Brit invasion You're right. rock. But yeah, but Black yeah. Keys are. Bleh. Ice Age, Pine, and Sorry to love. everyone over 30 who loves the Black Keys. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. <laughs> All right. What's next on your list, Adele? Next on my list, I would like to talk about Toon Yards, Nicky Knack. All right. Nicky Knack, Toon Yards. Uh, I like this album a lot. Uh, Meryl Garbus, the eclectic front woman. Uh, really blends world music together to create uh, pop she, music that is completely, completely her own. Does she ever? Just, just so uh, off the wall, um, referencing. I mean, every kind of genre of rock and roll she can sing. She'll do doo wop in in the middle of a song, and then do a really R and B, R and B sound in the same song, and just kind of uh, homage rock and roll. She she reminds me of James James Murphy in that way that she can seamlessly blend like s- s- several different kinds of uh, you know generations of rock music and pop music into a seemingly you know cohesive record. Yeah, that's something that is really hard to do. Another record on my list, uh, which I'll get to later, does a similar thing where it blends uh, just a bunch of styles of classic rock together mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, Nicky yeah. Neck, Nicky Neck definitely does that. You uh, got a favorite from from Nicky Neck? Uh, do uh, I like find a new way. Do uh, uh, time, uh, time of the dark is super cool. Find a new way is really cool. I love the intro of this song. Yeah, it's it sounds like you're uh, you're like in the fucking Amazon. <laughs> And you're you're just navigating the river, and you go into this clearing, and like there's suddenly just an expanse of landscape in front of you that seems insurmountable and never ending. I picture it as like vacuous. Time the, of dark is the name of the song. I I think of it as like those shots where you're like a plane flying over something. Kind of that, that yeah, kind of sure, thing. at night. <laughs> I like this song a lot too. Now that I know, now that I know which one this one is. The bass lines are super funky. Oh yeah. And one of the highlights of my year was watching them at Pitchfork this year. I hadn't listened to this record as of that up to that point, mm-hmm. and. Uh, just it's so special when you go into a show not really knowing uh, that, what, what's to come. Yeah, and like ten minutes in, you're just getting your balls rocked. <laughs> like I just, I could not believe how fucking great Toon Yards were live. I could not believe it. Uh, she she is yeah, they're great live. Acts. Her her voice is better live than on a record. Yeah, I, it, I agree. It, they are just one of those bands yep. that is better seeing them live. And uh, there's a showmanship, there's a production to it. Uh, 
and Nikki, it's a show like yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a de- definite show they're, they're, you know she's got the backup singers who are kind of doing the charm school dancing mm-hmm. and uh they have you know orchestrated uh and and uh, the artists i'll compare her to she actually opened for at pitchfork as you know the the act before her um they do this uh, similar type of thing where they're referencing a lot of you know early rock and roll and doo-wop and things like that so uh what a- Nicky Knack is a compelling record from start to finish, and it hits you with a lot of different styles. Some sometimes abrasive, but oh uh, yeah, you have to. Sure. I always find with a, a music that can be abrasive at times is that you have to challenge yourself, and uh, it 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 will challenge uh, the traditions of pop music. Uh, in a, in if you're trying to listen to just regular, you know, yeah. indie pop music, she's under the guise of that. But really hits you with a lot on on Nicky Nack and on her records. So and tune, I, tune yards. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason we really enjoyed is that abrasiveness. Like, yeah. there's yeah. there's so just some people who don't want to listen to the, like don't think that sounds like music, and then there's people that just get it. At our like, bar the other night, yeah, customers were complaining that what were all you all my friends by LCD sound system was too grating and abrasive. The piano. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. The piano. They were like, oh, I'm so glad that song's over. It was so abrasive. What? Yeah, it was awful. People are dumb. Yeah, I'll tell you who it was after, and you're going to be even more upset. I would have a guess, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyways. Not going to guess, though. Um, all right. So that was uh, Nicky Knack by Tune Yards. Mm-hmm. Great album. Not on my list, but it was on my like honorable mention thing. I would have mentioned it. This was an album I really liked. Um Album I want to talk about next, Shabazz Palaces, Les Majesty. Um, Les Majesty. Les Majesty. Les Majesty. I've, I was very anticipating this album. Um, I've been anticipating an album from them since uh, Black Up, which is one of my favorite albums that great, year. Great record. That, that, that year came out. Um, I like this album, I would say slightly less than Black Up, but it was still, like, it, it has some, like, great, great singles off of it and then um a lot of stuff that kind of sounded like filler to me to be honest but the songs i like off of it are some of my most listened to tracks of the year year. and i don't know that can carry that can carry your record up absolutely um this is probably my favorite song on the album Cause like that's kind of how I feel about uh, a record that I'll bring up next. Must have been nine thousand or more came through the door. how I feel about that. Like, it's not on my list actually. Really? We'll save that for the next Ooh, one. We will um, talk about that next. Just when this bass comes in, like it's just so smooth it, and uh, like sort of futuristic. Space. It reminds me of space. Um, and it's like seem seamlessly like smooth and very jarring at the same time. A lot of just noises coming it's in little, and out. It's like it's like neo industrial hip hop. It's like yeah. a, like a very industrial uh, sound, like digital industrial sound. And I just and then you have songs like hashtag cake, which is just very. It's just I don't know. These are just songs that really stick out to me. But it's a really long album, a lot longer than Black mm-hmm. Up was, and a lot of songs are just, they kind of sound like filler to me, but the ones I liked off of it are fantastic. So I would definitely check out Shabazz Palaces. 
Let me just. So. You want to go into the fly low? Yeah, let's talk about flying lotuses. You're dead. I'm really surprised that that's not on your list. I liked it, but it's just no. I didn't. I didn't listen to it a whole ton. I listened to it when it came out several times, um, yep. and then just like never revisited it. I don't know why. There's something um, about his like last like I would say two records until the quiet comes and you're dead that. I, I don't know what it is that just hasn't stood out to me as much as his previous work. Well, it's less, it's more jazz infused for sure. Maybe that's why I think it's, it's a like, little smoother, I a little quieter. It, I almost call it more boring, but that well, there just are, might be there are parts. That, just, that honestly might be just because I'm not really into jazz music at all. And I know you are somewhat. I know you have yeah. knowledge of jazz and yep. stuff like that, and I don't. And I just I hear it and it just kind of bores me. <laughs> Um, but there are definitely songs on this album that I like. Um, that's what that's what carried it for me is that there are stretches of uh, of that sort of ambient jazz uh, tracks that that flow into each other, which is a staple of uh, of Flying Lotus. Uh, and so I've I've grown to appreciate that, and I really like just putting on a Fly Low record and feeling it bleed into itself. Yeah. You know, like just just matriculate through the whole record and you know you don't really know when a song starts or stops or how long if a song is 40 seconds or four minutes and uh i never know the titles of any of the hardly ever songs um it is i I i'll give it like this would be an album if i was having a house party with cool people who don't mind who don't think all my friends is a jarring (laughs) song um, I would just kind of like put it on throughout the party, and but I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> I don't know. Like um, you'd put it on to prove that you were. No, no, no. <laughs> just like as like as like something to have on in the on the background is like I have people over. Yeah, oh, I think it's uh, like playing a board game or yeah, something. It's, it's cool music, and it's no one is doing what Flying Lotus is doing. Like what him and Thundercat are doing is completely their own oh absolutely i wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say it's like it definitely doesn't sound like anyone else like this like is, this is one of the songs i liked off good. this album yeah never catch me featuring yep. Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. like this is one of the ones i really liked off this album but overall i just kind of bored by it i don't know I am a long-form listener. Like, I like to listen to a record all the way through. I guess I'm not as much. I just really... I, I, so, like, I can I can sit and just, like, you know, while working on a paper or while playing video games. Uh, play um, Coronas the Terminator. I guess I'm... you. I'm not as a long-form listener as you are, then. I guess I... Most of my music listening comes from, like driving mm-hmm. or there are times where I just sit and listen to music but I, it's like I'm driving or I'm playing games mm-hmm. or I'm like cleaning or because I mean even even the songs I liked off his previous albums were ones that were more of the singles I guess you would call them mm-hmm. um, like uh off until the quiet comes. I'm trying to think. Uh, Putty Boy Strut was definitely my favorite oh, song. I love that, that song. And that's just a, uh, a banger. It's just a banger. Yeah, that song is it's a super great song. Cool. 
I always loved the Tom York songs. That's the one thing this record is missing is it doesn't have killer, any Tom York song Tom it. York track. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and the world laughs with you. That yeah. Off of uh, Cosmogramma is one of the coolest songs ever recorded. <laughs> yeah, that's what definitely. Like that's a song or, like where somebody was like, "Tom York's an alien," and I'd be like, <laughs> no, "He's not a real alien." And they'd be like, "And the world laughs with you." And I'd be like, "Tom York's All right, maybe alien. he's an alien. He might be an alien because that unsure. song is like we're unsure at this point." The, that song has so many layers. When it, especially that like glittery, glittery disco part at uh, in that song where it's like burnt, burnt. like towards like yeah. like three or four minutes into it. Yeah, 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 like right before the end. Yep, and it's this big uh, crescendo of cacophony, mm-hmm. and then you know uh, digital scramble like noises like fade into Tom York's voice fading out of the track, and it's oh, it's great. It's song. fucking surreal. Uh, he he never gets to the uh, like the highs uh, on this record that he gets to on something like Cosmogramma. Yeah, I would say that. But it's still such uh, unique, uh, pretty, challenging, uh, cerebral music mm-hmm. that uh, I. it's definitely going to be one of those 10 records that I'll look at from this year and say, like, this is a standout. Nothing else is like this. Like, the only person doing anything even close to this is maybe Erica Badu. Yeah. And that's even more traditional kind of push, R&B yeah. than, than this is. This pushes boundaries of, you know, oh. mel- melding every generation of African-American music into... I don't disagree own. with that at all. Uh, just... It's not... Not your favorite record. Not my favorite record. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. All right. Um... You're dead. You're dead. Flying Lotus. You're, you're dead. You're dead by Flying, Flying Lotus. Lotus. Check, Check it out. out. Wow. Check just, it out we, now. We just had a moment there where we said the same thing at the same time. That was what the moment was. Um, all right. This is where it gets into kind of my very hip-hop heavy okay. uh, section of the of the list. Um, so I got five left. Um, four of them are going to be hip hop albums, or no, what? One, two, three. And oh, no, I got four left. Three of them are hip hop albums. We talked about Run the Jewels already. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one I'll mention, um, is a guy named Open Mike Eagle. Uh, his album Dark Comedy came out this year. If you know maybe Bus Driver, um, he was probably one of the more famous MCs he's associated with. He's also done work with like LP and people I've other people I've listened to. Um, I just, I, this is, um, this is not his first album, like, full length feature album or whatever, but it has been, he did an album in 2012 called Animal Hospital with one, it was like a one producer, one MC kind of album. And this one's a little different. Um, Hannibal Burris has a verse on one of this tracks on this album. (laughs) It's probably one of the more famous things about it. Um, I just really, I, it's just a really good hip-hop album. I've been a fan of his for a long time. It's more mellow, um, intellectual rap, I would say. It's kind of like slacker intellectual rap is how I would kind of describe his lyrical style, what he talks about. But he also sings a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't rap super fast. He doesn't have a really deep voice. This might be like the closest thing to like a banger. Or Actually, that's not true. And he does like skits and stuff with mm-hmm. it. Um, it's just it's it's just really good to listen to start to finish. This is the Hannibal Burris track. So he does get like some um, heavier hitting songs. This is probably the banger of the album, I would say. 
Hannibal Burris' verse is really funny, though. Um, as you can imagine, because I know you're a fan of him, too. Mm-hmm. Actually, I might just play that. It's good to hear. Okay. You a grown man, do what I told you to. Stop pissing on the motherfucking toilet stool. Wash your hands when you touch a little dirty dick. And dry them off before you come trying to shake my shit. You a hoe with your Facebook is complicated. Eat your fruit fiber, bitch, or get constipated. No finger waves, except baby face. LeBron James needs to stop taking HGH. His hairline <laughs> fucked up from the HGH. Went from one hairband to like 88. You ain't a thug. Stop acting like you've been through shit. Stop paying for them porn site memberships. Go to you, porn nigga. That shit is free. But don't bootleg my comedy. Pay the fee. Tell your cousin, stay the fuck from off the world star. And don't buy a Honda Civic. That's a girl's car. And don't buy a Chevy Aveo or a Mini Cooper or Yaris. And don't don't set stuff on fire either. Actually, if if you can only afford one of those cars, because those are compact cars and they're very affordable, then get that. Don't let me judge your life. But that other stuff, I mean that other stuff. <laughs> That's the Hannibal verse for on this album. <laughs> That's pretty funny. This, I I love Hannibal verse. He's a very talented guy. Yeah, if he put, and he took down Cosby. If he put out a rap album, I would totally listen to it. <laughs> um, so yeah, Open Mike Eagle uh, album's called Dark Comedy. Real big fan. Check it out. All right. Yeah, I gotta say, I never heard of Open Mike Eagle. Yeah, uh, L.A.-based um, rapper. He's in a group with like Bus Driver would be the most well known from it. I would think. Your next album. You want to talk about Future Islands? Yes, I have that on my list, I too, so. so we can talk about Future Islands. Future Islands, uh, the best pop record of the year? I would say so, the best, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it it depends. If you group St. Vincent into pop, I'd have a hard time. But St. Vincent has a more of a, a rock and roll streak to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, these guys are, are straight pop music. But uh, just incredi- great pop music, great though. smooth <laughs> pop music, and the um, I uh, one thing I look for in like great, uh, I mean, this is a record called Singles. Yep. These guys, uh, they had uh, they had a record before this on the Water, which is a very good record too, mm-hmm. uh, but did not get them as much notoriety. I checked that album after I heard. Yep. This is the first I had heard of Future yep. Islands. Yeah, that's a lot of people. This album, yeah. Um, but uh, they came on uh, at South by Southwest this year with their lead singer who is like a Disney villain on Broadway uh, t- motif on stage. Like yeah, I don't know. He's active. He's him. jumping. He's wearing usually wearing all black skin tight clothing. Ian Curtis ish. Yeah, just or with the he weird movements like he does. Mor- Morrissey. He looks. Like, he looks like Morrissey. He looks like Morrissey, and then he dances and jumps and sweats and runs yes. on stage. And uh, I mean, he does stripper dancing on stage, like it, incredible stuff. Uh, the live show, true showman, a very, like, very much a true very showman. true showman. And uh, his live show, it, it takes, it really takes that music to the next level because it is like very straightforward pop synth pop music. But he adds an element to it that just makes it like seem like it's more uh, sincere, sincere yeah. or like. Uh, 
deep than it really is. Yeah, maybe that's like, what it is. But they, like, you think there's something more behind it, but you don't right. know what it is. But, so this goes to my larger point that because uh, they they came on as such a buzz band at South by Southwest, and they had a couple singles like Seasons Waiting. My on Your favorite song. I know it's the biggest song from this album, but it's the best one too. I think it's a great it's a great song. But what impressed me about this record was. The B sides, the yeah. back half of the record. You got it. Doesn't you got a B side you like? Uh, I love a song for uh, our, our grandfather. Grandfathers. Yeah, that song is so pretty, and it's such a it's such a slow burner, mm-hmm. and it shows a versatility that it's not such um such a dancey synth pop song. It's a more sweet, sensitive, uh, qu- quiet song, and uh, it was the by far the most compelling live in concert. Was it? Uh, you know, he gave a little blurb about it and talking about, you know, family and heritage and generations and just it. it, it, it he sang it with a a very intense uh, sincerity that um, just pretty. It's just it, pretty. It's just pretty and it's still catchy. Like even though those and B-side it has a it has a dreamy sort of '80s John Hughes film. Yep. Uh, like filter to it. Oh, I can totally see this in a John Hughes movie. <laughs> Future Islands Singles Oh yeah I love I like the song a lot too Surrounded by what I've made Oh yeah Oh yeah Don't make me wait So let's be great Yeah Future Islands. Uh, check them out. Uh, they're a band worth like YouTubing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, their Letterman performance. Yeah, watch from this their year. live performances. If uh, you haven't that'll seen them. give you a taste of <laughs> what makes him so enigmatic and uh, compelling on stage. Mm-hmm. So I think we each got two left. Um, you want to go again since we kind of both have that one on our list? I have one I'm saving as my favorite album of the year, but well, I have one. I don't know if you have one that you. Oh, I have three left. You have three left? I have three left, yeah. I don't know how that happened. Okay. Um, I, I want to talk it. about Sylvan Esso. To, okay. Uh, just as a larger point to talk about a few Wisconsin bands that had great records this year. Mm-hmm. Just to shamelessly plug Peaking Lights, uh, Dubby Electronic Music, formerly of Madison. Peaking Lights put out a record this year called Cosmic Logic, and uh, it is really great. Is that it on is, your list? It is not on my list. I'm just talking about a few Wisconsin oh, okay. bands that are. I mean, it was about. on my short list. Gotcha. Um, uh, Sylvanesso's record is kind of representing all of these. Gotcha. Uh, but Peaking Lights, Cosmic Logic, I highly recommend Peaking Lights. It uh, may not be something that you're used to listening to, uh, but unless try you it. listen Let to it, EDM, yeah, unless you're into that type. Try of thing. and it's. I mean, it's not. It's not dubstep. It's not loud brash. Uh, you know, uh, waiting for the drop Whoops. type electronic. Yeah, there's no whoop, 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 or no drop. It's yeah. electronic, it's dub, but it's Jamaican dancehall dub, not dubstep, American bastardized dubstep. Highly recommend Peaking Lights, Cosmic Logic. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend checking out all of Peaking Lights' discography. They're terrific. Um, Field Report, uh, they are on Partisan Records. They are from Milwaukee. They uh, are also Justin Vernon affiliated. Mm-hmm. Um, and they put out a record called Mary Marigolden this year. 
uh, Field Report, and it's a really good folk rock record. Yeah. Uh, they play Madison all the time. I've seen them on the terrace. Uh, they are just really solid, pretty folk music with just that hint of, you know, that little hint of electronic touch at times, that sort of Justin Vernon's he folk. Did, yeah pioneer wisconsin folk music pioneer that yep. he kind of is responsible for there you can you can feel that these guys know the volcano choir guys and know justin and you can feel a definitive influence on mary golden so check out field reports record check out peaking lights and also a volcano choir also a volcano choir but that record is from last that was year. from last year but this was the first time i had heard it when you told me to listen to it and i had to say i was a huge fan of it i've listened to it a lot this it's year it's a great record um i like it more than justin vernon's stuff other than uh for emma which it's just it's like a seminal early young me album yeah, I think you're crazy so <laughs> i don't we don't even have time we don't have time to go into that you know i'm a vernonian <laughs> uh speaking of sean carey uh under his his moniker s carey put out uh, another beautiful uh just uh meticulously arranged folk record uh you know very piano and folk driven mm-hmm. it's called range of light uh i believe it was also out on jag jaguar uh check that out sean carey s carey uh, it is definitely worth listening to, and on the short list, um, does he go by S. Carey? He is goes that, by like, S. Carey. I feel like on Spotify, that's yep. like what you have to search for. Yeah, S. Carey is what he goes by. Yeah. Uh, so, Range of Light by S. Carey, Peking Lights, Cosmic Logic, and Field Reports, Marigolden. Not to mention Fox from Madison had a record on Partisan Records this year. Phox. Phox. Yeah. They're kind of a feist type, you know, maximal indie pop band. It's cute music. Yeah. I don't think it's great music. Um, but B- they, bitches love so Fox. Wisconsin, <laughs> Wisconsin music uh, had had you know five good records this year. Uh, those four, and uh, I I count this as Wisconsin music because the the gentleman from the band is from uh, Middleton. Uh, Sylvan Esso came out of nowhere. Uh, a young lady from Fights Touring Band mm-hmm. and uh, a gentleman from uh, former Justin Vernon Band. What was the album uh, called? It's self-titled Sylvan Esso, and it is like by far the most surprising record of the year, in my opinion. Like even even Peking Lights is less surprising than how uh, Sylvan Esso's record came about, and uh, it came about as a remix where that these two uh, work together. Uh, she she is in a, uh, a vocal acapella group, female uh, acapella group called Mountain Man, and she sent. Um, she sent a uh, song to be remixed by this guy who is, uh, I should bring up their names. I don't know how to spell Sylvan Esso. S-Y-L-V-A-N. Do you have a song off a re- of the South uh, title that you like? Yeah, play, um, play Dress. This is a good example of what, it's not their most popular song. But it's a good example of how he mixes their vocals. We call the grips with the wrist. We call the song with the love. We sing of what we think we know. Mother, father, skin, blood. I like this. The vocal sampling. Yeah. That, like, coming in and out in the background. That it reminds me a little bit of Purity Ring. Yeah. Um. And it's got a very R&B influence. And I know I'm projecting the light of lacking. 
And she got, she does a lot of those like acapella tricks like that where she yes. can, I'm she digging this a lot staccato. actually. I've never listened to this record before. This record is awesome. I probably will listen to this after later today. Wait one second before you turn it off here because the the verse is really cool too. How funky. Even the way she mics her vocals for the for the sample, that's very feist. Like there's her the way she mics her vocals is very influenced. It's like the same vocal filter that Feist uses on My Moon and My Man. Yeah. It's all her vocal uh, uh, samples in the background. Mm-hmm. And then she's got that clear vocal track. That comes through, yeah. yeah. And, and it and works really well. Also, just kind she of like... She tours with Feist. She's, yeah. Also, the the beat reminds me of Feist. Just very kind of... It's minimal because there's not a lot going on. Right. But it still sounds kind of busy. Uh, play Coffee. Coffee. That's the big single. Uh, in the first song, Hey Mommy, that one is very a cappella, but I like this song a little better. Uh, you can look up on Fallon, mm-hmm. um, uh, his website. They played uh, Fallon and Questlove played the drums on this song. The two of them and Questlove jammed out. It was super cool. So Sylvan, S-O-S-Y-L-V-A-N space. Was this band E-S-S-O. like... Was this band like made for you? Because it's like Feist and... Justin Vernon related right. in one band, and they're from and the one gets from Madison. From Madison? <laughs> Did they I fell make in love. I heard this record, you, and yeah. uh, it because I know it, you're a big Feist fan too, a huge Feist fan. Yeah, one of the best live performers I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's another song that is like overt. It's got this overt singles. Like this song, Hey Mommy and Could I Be are big singles. I definitely but, will listen to this album but then, now. Um, yeah. But then they're the B-sides. Uh, I mean, there's like five really great singles, and then all the filler B-side material is mm-hmm. really solid and pretty. Um, simplistic, but pretty and, and well-executed. Yeah. It's a killer debut record. <laughs> And it it came out of nowhere. Like it's just such an offhand thing that they would even yeah. form a band. Like it was just supposed to be a remix. Play it right on this record is the remix song, and that spawned the whole record. Really? Yep. Hmm. Play I it will... right. Play it right started as a Mountain Man song. Her acapella group. I will. So Sylvan Esso, check him out. I will definitely. Eric check... Sweeney, check out Sylvan Esso. <laughs> I will definitely. He's going to be the greatest guest that we never have Tim on this show. Tim Marion. <laughs> Check out Sylvan Esso. Eric Sweeney gets called out on the show all the time, and no no one's going to know who he is <laughs> once once people start listening to Uncle, this. Uncle Eric. Uncle Eric. We should get him to call in sometime. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Record a conversation. Um, yeah. All right. Sylvan Esso. I'm going to check them out. Um. My next, I got two left. I don't know how I have two left. I have two left now as well. Oh, okay. So we're back. So, okay, that. so we're back. Um, my second to the last one, uh, maybe my second favorite album of this year, uh, Rat King. So it goes, hip hop group out of New York City, um, three dudes, but they have very similar vocal styles, and it's kind of hard to tell that there's three people sometimes, which is the thing people hold against them, but I don't really, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't affect me, like, I don't see it as a bad thing. Um, 
they came out with their first like yeah, the, full the Sklar length. brothers have made a whole career of sounding alike. Exactly. Um, this is their first like full length album they came out with, and I just really like it. I listened to it a this lot this sound, year. Man, I like this. Oh yeah. It's like indie, but like very New York. Yeah. And obviously named after 30 Rock. Yes. The Rat Dennis. King. The Rat King. One of my favorite episodes of 30 Rock. My favorite boyfriend of Lewis Lemon's vibe. Oh, he is the a, greatest character. By a mile. He's he might the be the greatest character on that had. show. Dennis Duffy. Beeper King. Yeah, um, I just, I really dig this album. Um, a lot of people, like, people in the hip-hop community didn't give this album a lot of credit for some reason. I don't know why. Um, it's just, this, someone described this. I read a review. The intro to this song sounds like Panda Bear doing a hip-hop album, which it kind of does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if Panda Bear were to make a hip-hop song, this is what it would sound. Not the vocals, just the beat. Right. <laughs> it's just it sounds like a marimba or like a, it's repetitious like steel drums yes. which is the hallmark of panda bears and it's just very repetitious and it's got a, it's got an aqueous sort of sunny sea ocean yeah. fairing feel to it and it's nautical it, which is cool because the song's called snow beach and it's actually about like winter and stuff like that which is cool that i don't know um yeah check it out rat king uh, it's a great album, so it goes. That would be my second, probably my second favorite album this year, or I've listened to it the most. I think I'm down to my my what I would if I you know had to if pick you had my to two pick favorite, one, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of my favorite artists, she's so fantastic live. Uh, Sharon Van Etten had her new record this year, "Are We There," mm-hmm. and it is it is uh, heartbreaking. It is uh, lyrically, uh, you know just so deep and so entrancing and so heartbreaking and um uh from a musical standpoint it's just really cool dark americana mm-hmm. it's got um, i like this album you you told me to listen to this album and i i liked it um you got a favorite uh i really like uh it's it's more of a swooner um uh break me Break Me is a very uh, swoony song, but it's it's so pretty. Because I had never heard of Sharon Von Etten before you oh, I've told me earlier. Oh, I've seen her like three times now. I, one of my favorite artists. She is she is incredibly captivating. You like the female vocals, though, I gotta say. Oh, this, you this are year, man. Very female heavy on this your list. This year, it, uh, the, the ladies dominated this year for me. Mm-hmm. There are some records that I liked by, uh, you know, male rock bands or even male songwriters. Like, I liked How to Dress Well's record yep. this year. I liked Real Estate's record this year. I liked Cloud Nothing's record this year, you know, punk rock. I liked Interpol's record, but. It wasn't your favorite. It no, wasn't what you listened to. These things, the most. like, this, yeah. this record stands out. This is. This record, uh, there's really nothing that I would change about it. So, what kind of one of those uh, play start taking to finish? chances? That's a more that was the single. Kind of is this like one of those like start to finish albums? You just yeah. like every song on it. Kind every of every single song is like 
when when you can listen to an album and that time you listen to it, that song is your favorite song, and the next time you listen yes, to it, I know like, exactly what you mean. This by record that. passes that test. Yep, it passes it in a big way. I know exactly what Even you mean. It, by it's that. just it, while it's moody, it doesn't it doesn't get me down, and it doesn't like uh, it, it's emotional. It's moody in its soundscape, but its emotional response doesn't have to be moody it, it doesn't have to be sad or depressing i feel that way with because the soundscape makes you f- makes it inherently feel that way i feel that way with like radiohead sometimes about how like a song can like be really moody and down mm-hmm. but like i feel like somehow like empowered by it yeah 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 like yeah I, I get that, that. Like, i totally get that uh the last song is one of my favorite songs in every a long time, time the sun comes up to play play that as well play a few more off these top ones because we clearly probably like a lot more songs on this one this has just got like i remember when she she played the terrace this summer yeah uh janna hunter from lower dens opened for her it was great show perfect it was getting late and they had just gone on for their encore and we started leaving because uh emily had to work in the morning yeah and we walk away uh to this song and it was just it was so great. perfect yeah the perfect lullaby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like the song too. Every time the sun comes up, I'm in trouble. Yeah, that's a great song. That's a great song. It's just like going to bed on a summer night. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's uh, its lyrics are very irreverent and uh, and sort of this sort of stream of consciousness uh, in that song. It's just it ends on a, it ends that record on a really uplifting note, and uh, that's just one of those records that is pretty perfect from start to finish. Yeah, it's just uh, sublime. It, it's while sounding sad, I can listen to it and just feel so so content. Yeah, and so satisfied and so. Um, uh, enriched emotionally from it like even you know it doesn't it doesn't have to it doesn't feel happy but it makes me feel like this deep sense of just contentness con- contentness yeah. and gratitude and yep. and um uh just emotion which is great when music yeah. can do that sort of stuff yeah, it's like, a really special record. It's awesome yeah are we there by sharon van etten yeah um i'm gonna change completely the mood of <laughs> my my top album of this year and i didn't really have anything in particular order but this has definitely been my favorite album of this year and uh it is death grips and words on the moon i don't know if i should say that or not yeah don't (laughs) definitely don't and words on the moon um this is not even a full album it's half of a double album that they are still yet to um release the second half but they have broken up uh, since then, which is extremely disappointing, but it's totally what they would do. Just a big fuck you to everyone, even the people who like them. And I respect that in a lot of ways. These are the same guys that have put a dick, dick on, on their, a record. Yeah, on their Death record. Grips is by far m- one of my favorite bands of and all very time. very pioneering. They are so just prolific and just... they. I don't know. Just One of those the bands first time that I had is ever five heard to them. ten years ahead of its time. Oh, absolutely. As as you've pointed out to me several times, um, sort of Hudson Mohawk 
and and uh, Kanye's Kanye, Jesus record yes. and just sort of the new uh, sort of grungier, uh, abrasive, brash. Um, sort of industrial, yeah, brash, uh, very brash hip hop. Yeah. Like that, they were so ahead they of. They pioneered that, yeah. And there were people before them that kind of did the sound, the sound, but they did it in a way that really got people to pay attention to it, mm-hmm. and. It the I just it's just one of my favorite bands of all time. The first time I heard this them, I just it like changed what I thought music could be. Like I had never heard anything like that before. It's just one of those times where you just hear something you've never heard. Mm-hmm. And this latest album that they came out with earlier this year um, is I really like it. Um, it their last album that came out before this was called Government Plates and I was kind of disappointed by it. It wasn't like it wasn't like a true album, but this one is them back to uh what they do best and that's just like loud fucking abrasive hip hop and very in your face. In your face. Aggressive. This is it's just it's noisy, it's electronic. Um it's just repetitious. And it just—it's just fucking banger. I I don't know, like I—I don't know how to describe how much I like this album. The vocals are—you don't understand what he's saying a lot of the time. He raps very quick. He yells a lot. It's just something I wouldn't think I would like, but they do it in a way that's so um, catchy. Mm-hmm. You just, it just keeps me listening. They just, those little things they throw in the background of the beat, vocal samples. I almost feel like they're the realization of the critical expectations of Odd Future. Yes. Like they are the Odd Future that actually like pioneered and, and changed something. Thing. Like I feature ended up being, you know, somewhat distinct of their own, but yeah. being another just flash in the pan sort of, uh, you know, uh, flashy trend in hip hop. And, they and got, I think that these guys were just a little bit more cutting edge and a little bit more better. I would say yeah. talented. Um, yeah. They kind of up this like. Uh, when this album came out, they came out saying that, you know, this album has Bjork on every track. And that got people really excited. And I think technically she is, but she's like, just, just the vocals mixed into the background. And I don't know if it's actual, like, Bjork recorded for this or they just took Bjork songs and mixed vocal samples of it and put it in every track just to say that Bjork was in every track. Like, it just seems like such a move to just be like... Just Bjork's to fuck all with of our people. songs. Just to fuck with people. It's so great. Um, but it's, it's, it's very abrasive. I understand why people wouldn't like this. It just makes so much sense to me. Like... This song's called Have a Sad Come. <laughs> There's really no vocals. Except that. I don't know. This is one of those songs you were talking about it on this Jen Van Etten record that every song, I don't know like which one's my mm-hmm. favorite. It just kind of changes all the time. Um, kind of whatever my mood is. That's my favorite song. And that is uh, my fa- favorite album of this year so far. Death Grips and Words on the Moon. It's not on Spotify. You find it on like SoundCloud or something. And like that. and words on the moon. And words on the moon. And words on the moon. <laughs> and words on the moon. Um, can't wait for the second half of this album to come out. Definitely my most anticipated album next year or whenever the hell it comes out, if it ever comes out. 
a lot of people have a conspiracy theory that, that it doesn't exist and they're just always going to say it's coming out but it never is going to come out like detox <laughs> like the dr dre album yep um so yeah chinese democracy chinese except democracy. that did come out and it yes, was it the did. greatest record of all time. <laughs> yes, it was. And everyone stopped making music after <laughs> After it. that. And just like Wild Stallions and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, <laughs> Axl Rose united the world and uh, and founded uh, 10,000 years of unprecedented peace and harmony. Yep. And George Carlin is the president of everyone. That's exactly how it That's happened. That's how it happened. Yeah, Thank you, Axl Rose. All hail president dead George Carlin. <laughs> all oh. hail Axl Rose. <laughs> uh but before I go switch back to you, uh, you were talking about a few other albums you like this year of Wisconsin-based groups. Here were just a few other projects I had that I liked. Um, they didn't make my top ten or whatever, but I liked them nonetheless. Um, A.V. Tear Slasher Flicks, Enter the Slasher House. Didn't like the album as a whole. Had a couple of really great singles off of it. Uh, Little Fang is a great song. I wish the record sounded like that, but the, only that song really sounds like that. Um Panda Bear, Mr. Noah, not really an album, EP, but the title track on that EP is one of the best songs of it, this year. Yep. It's so good. And um, I also had Tune Yards on here, which we t- talked about already, and uh, Arm & Hammer. Uh, it's a duo between Billy Woods and Lucid, hip-hop group out of New York. Um, very underground. Um, I think it's produced by Backwood Studios. I'm not sure. Um, they had an EP called Furtive Movements. Uh, which had like four or five new songs and a couple remixes from their album that came out last year called Race Music. And it was a really good EP. I would probably put it on my top ten if it like was a full album, but it isn't. It would definitely be in my top ten. But that is my list yeah. of stuff I've been listening we to. We should this also year. also mention Grimes Go single. Yes, Grimes Go. That's a good Go, song. That song is so sick. It's, it's a great so song. It's so ridiculous. It is I, I, I don't. Do, 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 we do, 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 do. we are both huge fans of that song, yeah. and there's been kind of a backlash. To I don't her know why. And a backlash to that sound, and she's remixed it and stripped it, and no, the original her stuff is, back. It's original. It, it's great. good, Grimes. Be, be it's good. Grimes, Have faith be cool in what it. you're yeah. doing. Good. It's, it's good music. Like I don't know. It's a banger, and it's it really like, is. It's not expected, but that that almost makes it better. It was. It might be my favorite song from Grimes that I've ever heard. Like. I really like Oblivion, but um, it's so much bigger. Go is just—it's oh, such a banger. Banging, yeah. All right, uh, you my, got you my, got one more album on my here. favorite record of the year because I just kept coming back to it, and it's another one of those records where every song is. Can I guess uh, my it? favorite song? I'm sure you know it. You two songs of innocence. That's right, <laughs> songs of innocence by you two. No, I would have. I'd have to guess St. Vincent. That is correct. St. Vincent. St. Vincent's record, self-titled record from this year. Uh, even if people don't know it, it's ubiquitous because I've literally heard like five cell phone commercials. Yeah, it's been, in, it's been in t- it's, uh, it's, it's been in. It's ubiquitous like and yeah. people don't even know it. It's, it's a record where um, she gives you so many different looks. She's coming at It's like... Uh, it's like trying to guess what pitch Clayton Kershaw is going to throw each track. It's like you don't – all you know is that it's going to be a perfect pitch. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the song is going to be like, what things she's going to – I mean, the, the influence of uh, of David Byrne in in the uh, the 
sort of eclective uh, eclecticness the eclectic is that eclectic eclecticness the eclectic nature yeah, of this go. record uh is so obviously david byrne influenced and uh so uh, uh reverent for uh a history of rock and roll there's so many different styles from mm-hmm. new new wave devo you know digital witness down to the music video looks yeah. like a devo single so yeah, start with something let's like play, that yeah i was gonna say let's play digital witness so it's like horn things in the back She just, it's, it reminds me of like the knife, just her vocals. Like yeah. if you, if you took all the vocal, uh, manipulating out of the knife, she has that same kind of quality of voice. And this is almost like slick nineties pop rock, right? Like. Like yeah, big band, almost like almost like something you two would have done in the mid '90s. Oh, the like, sound of it, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Or like uh, Madonna, uh, mid mid '90s. I would Madonna. say Madonna more than you two. I yeah, mid like, '90s Madonna. Yeah. Um, then you have a song like uh, Oh, every every tear disappears, for example, which is just like crunchy groovy sort of more 70s style rock mm-hmm. and the LCD type of uh, influence that's, I was going to say that on this one yeah but but they have that same influence though you know like, like David Byrne yeah talking heads yep they um, clearly are drawing Roxy from music. the same yeah they're clearly drawing from the same kind of inspirations Yeah. Love the vocal quality of voice. Uh, play, play, uh, regret, because that's another one that's just like a regret, like a pop rock song that works so well on this record. Feel like I've seen this on a commercial. I can't remember which one. Probably. Digital witnesses in commercials. Yeah. Birth in reverse is in commercials. It's, it's weird because it's like it sounds uniquely her, but while being reverent, for yeah. So many things. It's just like her yeah. interpretation. It like toes that line. Everything you know must evolve and progress, and she is the next link in the mm-hmm. chain. She is. It's established. The most impressive thing about her is seeing her live and just realizing how much she actually does. She's not yeah. just. She's not. She's Lady not a voice. Gaga. Yeah. She's not Lady Gaga being like iconoclastic on stage. Yeah. And she is those things, but she's doing it while sincerely and while shredding guitar, while yep. doing, while playing all her own instruments, while doing choreography. There's the riff on this song. Uh, but the, oh, the banger of this record. It. Oh yeah. The banger of this record is like no song I've ever heard before. That birth in reverse? No, no. That song is that song is uh, a little bit more. Uh, oh, Huey Newton is so good. Prince uh, Prince Johnny is good. 
But the the song that is completely different is that one. Back up. Bring me your Bring loves. me your loves. This song. That abrasive or that just steady marching beat. It's like war drums. How it almost sounds like So you were like a dog I you like a dog. Yeah, such a banger. Yeah, it's just like it gets it just escalates, man. It's like you walked on the street and you could <laughs> Either sprint or just like punch the first person in the face you see, or just like be a crazy maniac is what that song makes me want to do. Yeah, and it like continues to just swell and get bigger, and it, it's like it's like the apocalypse at the end. The end of that song is so like screeching and 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 uh, and wailing and and just uh, apocalyptic in every sense of the word. It it. It's amazing. My heart races every time I hear that song. It just like fires you up in a yeah. way. I love when one of my favorite music songs. does that kind of stuff. It's so great. So that is your top. That's it. St. Vincent any, self-titled. St. Vincent. St. Vincent. Do you have any other ones you just want to mention real quick before we go? Um, well, I talked about Interpol. Yeah. I talked about the Wisconsin Mans. I talked about Cloud Nothings. It's a really cool mm-hmm. uh, sort of alternative rock punk record. Uh, I really like that. There's like again, that's a record with like f- carried by four or five really great singles mm-hmm. on it, um, and they're a great live show. Real Estate's record this year was really great. Spoon's record was very good. There's a lot of very good records from this year. I actually really liked that Cage the Elephant record more than I thought I would. Never listened to it. It was okay. Like I, d- I did not hate it at all. Like it's it's total like pop. We'll come back with it's our total, next like, episode and we'll talk about the albums we didn't hate this yeah. year. Yeah. It was it was you know it's it's like it's like radio friendly indie pop yeah. but it, like I I liked it. Like it wasn't bad. Um Yeah. Been a pretty good year in music, I would yeah, say. I would, I would say a very successful year. There's at least uh, four or five of those records that I will probably, almost certainly, be listening to the, for the rest of my life. Yep. That like are a indelible mark uh, on on me as a listener. Uh, certainly, the the last two, the, the last S- two. Saint Vincent's self-titled record and Sharon Van Etten's "Are We There?" Mm-hmm. Those are two uh, perfect records. Perfect. Yeah. That about wraps it up. Yeah, all right. I uh, can't wait for Pitchfork review game. Yeah, yeah, we gotta. We'll work on on that. that. Uh, We'll we'll do it again very soon. Yep, we will try to be recording regularly on Thursdays. It seems to be working out well. That that seems to be the day we we should like think about like requesting. Just don't schedule us on Thursday nights, (laughs) so that we can get this done. (laughs) Yeah. We got we got other obligations. There here. we have a fan base Boss. out there. You got to give the people what they want. People need 
to listen to us. People need us to fill their ear holes. <laughs> I feel. I feel. They need us to quiz on them. We can't fill the ear hole. You know, not fully. You can't fill it all the way. My up. dick's too small. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's. Try to get the image of Ryan fucking your ears out of your head, people. But also know that it won't be that painful. <laughs> so, hey, they say don't even stick a whole Q-tip in. Yeah, you know, it could damage the drum. Oh, oh, I know. <laughs> um, well, yeah. this has been losing my edge. Losing my edge. Another year good. gone by. Another little bit of our edge lost. Yeah, it's okay though. We got some good music to listen. Good to. music to listen to. We'll um, we'll be back soon with um with a TV in review. Yeah, uh, year in review podcast definitely, and some more Pitchfork movie game and maybe some guests coming up. We should wait till TV maybe until spring till like the fall seasons are done because you know they're gonna go on hiatus in Christmas. I guess we could do like a mid season type. I don't know. We'll think about that. But yeah, losing my edge. Losing my edge. Losing my edge. Losing my edge. I lost losing my edge, as an edge, the guitar player. Losing my edge. That's what that song's about, right? Yep. Losing his friend, the hey, edge. Hey, did you see uh, U2 <laughs> playing without Bono uh, for Monday Night Football this week? No, I did not. Because <laughs> Bono got into a bike accident oh, and like, got pretty fucked that. up. And no. so they had uh, my favorite artist ever, Bruce Springsteen, yeah. sing. And then they had your favorite artist ever, uh, also sing with him, Chris Martin of Coldplay. Oh, I love Chris Martin. So those guys took over, uh, took over vocal duties. Uh, two men, two men to do the job work of, of one Bono. Bono. So Bruce <laughs> two, was the like two men on this job. So Bruce was the bow, and Chris <laughs> Martin was the no. <laughs> oh boy! But, uh, hearing Bruce struggle, and it was a struggle to go, Where the streets have no name. I bet it was. He doesn't have the range. I want to like, run. Like, that is. the range that Bono What I just has. did is about as good as Springsteen sounded on Streets Have No Name. Terrible choice. Why would they pick him? Where the streets have no name. Like, Chris Martin, I can uh, at least see. Because it was for World AIDS Awareness oh, okay. Day, and they were right. just trying to get the biggest name to fill in. But yeah. Where the streets have no name. Because I was going to say, I can see Chris I Martin. I run. Like, he was that out I of tune. See. It was I can't bad. see Bruce Springsteen. It was really bad. This poor guy. Well, check Poor that guy. out. Who else? Oh, oh, didn't Mariah also Carey AIDS. sing at the tree ceremony last night and totally butcher? Uh, I don't know. It was going around Twitter last night. I saw no, uh, somebody had like gotten the unedited, uh, unfiltered uh, clip of Mariah Carey's oh, really? voice outside it, uh, and it was like terrible, terrible, like Whitney Houston bad. Ugh. Yeah, like the wheels might be falling off Mariah Carey's wagon. Yeah. Oh, poor Mariah. Poor Mimi. All right. Well, it's been fun. It's always fun. I could say, let's talk for another hour. I don't know if I got that in me. One more hour. I do have a song I want to play us out on. When I heard this, I was like, this would be a good song to play out. It's been fun, guys. Look for more episodes coming in the future. And we'll talk to you soon. And introducing. Introducing ourselves. I'm Ryan. And I'm Dellen. Deltron. 2080. Yes. He is. We'll see you guys later.
Just you.